Hi friends and welcome to the third episode of Learned Woman. I'm your host Claire Crossland and today we are talking about the very heart of the gospel, the means by which we live and carry on in this life and that is grace. Um, Before we begin, just a disclaimer, this is a new microphone. I'm still trying to figure it out with, you know, background noises and balancing how far I should be from it and whatnot. So please forgive me if you hear me adjusting it or if it just sounds weird at this recording. Um, I just wanted to apologize, Um, but we'll figure it out. And then also, disclaimer, both of my girls just went down for a nap. So if you hear some sort of funky gibberish in the background, that would be my eight-month-old talking to herself. So um, let's talk about grace. I wanted to start off by defining grace just so we know the working definition of it. Um, Google, you know, good old reliable Google says in Christian belief, the free and unmerited favor of God as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. Um, if we wanted to look at what scripture says about it, I think second Corinthians five twenty one sums up grace pretty well. It says, For God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So grace is to be redeemed because of Jesus' death on the cross. We are no longer bound by sin, but can walk in fellowship with the Lord because we are considered righteous. Not because of anything we did, but because of what Jesus did. And though grace itself is simple in concept, it is not easy to live. Um, Living in grace is, I think, especially challenging in motherhood and as wives. We constantly judge our values as our value as mothers and wives, um, our success per se, on how we perform and not based on God's faithfulness or his forgiveness. Um, I think everybody begins their motherhood journey with unrealistic expectations, which sounds harsh, But we all want to be the perfect mom. We all want to be the mom that has the house clean, that plays with her kids, that never yells, has perfectly obedient children, that makes all the healthy meals, and that somehow the kids still love. Um, And I believe it's perfectly fine to want all of that. I'm not saying that it isn't a healthy goal to have. Actually, I think it is a healthy to want to be a good mom. Um, But when we use that to measure ourselves and our worth as moms, it can be a problem. Because nobody can be that, at least not 100% of the time. And when we strive for those unrealistic expectations, those standards, and we fail, because we will fail over and over again, we can fall into a really unhealthy place of doubting ourselves, doubting our purpose, doubting the Lord's will for our lives, and in turn, and far worse, doubting the Lord. And this is where grace comes in. We have to allow ourselves to fall short of our perfect standards. The gospel is built on grace. We were incapable of living righteously. We are incapable of living righteously. And so God gave us Christ who became righteousness for us. We can have fellowship with God now. We can walk with him, not because of anything we did or do, not because we're we're perfect, but because of God's grace embodied in Jesus. And not only that, But all we do as wives and moms, as believers generally, is touched by the free and unmerited favor of God. And this is fresh on my mind because God has really reminded me recently how much I need to rest in his grace and how much I need to not measure myself based on what I do or how I perform, but based on his faithfulness in my life. Um... 
So part of my story is that I come from a home with divorced parents. They divorced when I was 14, which is a challenging age for any kid, but um, was particularly challenging because right when I was dealing with transitioning to high school and trying to figure out who I was and what gave me worth, my parents split apart. And I really struggled with feeling like I wasn't seen, with feeling alone, like I had to kind of take care of myself because there were other things going on in the home. And um, because of the home I grew up in, I've carried and still carry a lot of hurts into my marriage and my motherhood journey. And just just being completely honest with y'all, I am just so scared that I will fail, that I will fail my husband and that I will fail my children. And there has been so much healing and redemption and reconciliation with both of my parents. And as the Lord has worked in my heart, he's also worked in both of those relationships. So this is not meant to bash my parents. I love them dearly and have so many wonderful memories with both of them. And I am so thankful for the home that I grew up in. I was so blessed. But um, as we will learn today, no parents are perfect. So I do still remember the way I felt as a kid sometimes. And it is a challenge to me as a wife and as a mom. Um, And I'm fearful that I will carry some of those hard things that I lived as a kid into my marriage and my role as a mother. And that fear really got a hold of me the other day. And y'all might think that this is just like such a silly and little thing, but the Lord really used it to remind me of his grace. So my daughter is in a Mother's Day app program. She goes to our church twice a week and gets to socialize and hang out with friends. Shout out to Carrie Beth and KJ. Juliet loves KJ so much. They're the best friends. She's all she talks about. Um, And I get to work on whatever I need to work on, you know, while she hangs out with her friends. Um, And they have this bear hunt that the kids go on every year. Pretty much what happens is the kids bring a bear and a flashlight. The teachers hide the bears and the kids get to go hunting for their bears. And last year... Jay absolutely loved it. She loved it so much. This year, though, even though it was written plainly in her folder, and even though the teacher sent out a reminder and grouped me, I did not know it was bear hunt day. And later that day, they sent pictures out of the bear hunt, and it looked like Jay was just standing there all by herself with, without a flashlight, without a bear, and it was just the way the picture looked, y'all. I, it wasn't that she was actually left out because I texted her teacher and she assured me that Jay did get to find a bear. She'd brought an extra, so she did get to participate and she had fun. Um, it was just the picture that made it seem that way. But when I asked Jay about it, she did get sad just because she didn't have a flashlight and the other kids did. Um, so I grabbed I grabbed a flashlight, I grabbed her some stuffed bears and trying to redeem myself, I, when she got home, I let her you know, play bear hunt and do that for a little while. And even though this seems like such a silly little thing, it really made me question myself as a mom. Because all I could think about was when I was a kid and all the other kids got to participate in things or had both their parents present and I didn't. And um, it just reminded me of the times that I felt left out or unseen. And for that evening, I was really hurting. I felt like I was a horrible mother, like I was failing my daughter, that she would grow up and like forever hold on to this memory of her feeling left out on bear hunt day, which I know is so silly. I actually cried about it and David reassured me, you know, she's only two years old. She's going to be fine. (laughs) Um, But this is not the first time I felt this way. There have been 
many times, much more serious times when I felt like I failed, like when David and I have gotten into an argument in front of the girls, or I've just lost my patience and yelled at Jay, and um, I'm just overwhelmed with feeling like I'm failing as a mom or as a wife. And I think we do, we all go through this, whether you're a mom or a wife or not at all. We just, we deal with feeling like we are letting ourselves down or the Lord down. And like, no matter how hard we try, we're going to mess it up. Well, newsflash, at some point in time, we either have or will mess it up. But, and this is what God has been teaching me. It doesn't matter. We will mess up, but that does not limit God. We are not bound to our mistakes or to the mistakes of those before us because God is a redeeming God and he has given us his free and unmerited favor. I love Isaiah 44, 22. This is NIV. I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me for I have redeemed you. And I know what you're thinking. Easier said than done. Easier said than lived. But when you fail, just go to the Lord. God is far more capable of taking our failure and using it for good than we give him credit for. At the end of the day, he knows our hearts and our desires. And when we lay it down at his feet, he's faithful to use us anyway and to use us despite the mistakes we have made or will make. If we will just meet with him and pour out our hearts to him, our fears, our failures, scripture says he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1, 9. I wanted to talk about a couple of scriptures that have been a huge, huge encouragement to me when I do feel like I'm failing. Uh, Romans 8, 33-34 says, this is New King's James Version, Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Verse 33 in NLT, I just had to include include this version because I love the way it reads. It says, Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who dares accuse us? We don't even have the right to accuse us because God has given us right standing. The only person able to condemn us is Christ. And if we know him and he is our Lord, then we are not condemned by him, but justified permanently. And he is constantly defending us, making intercession for us and working in our lives despite our sins and mistakes. So regardless of my failures, My value as a mother and as a wife and as a daughter of the king is set in stone. I am justified in Jesus. He is the only one who condemned me, and he has chosen to not condemn me. He has chosen to show me grace. It is finished, and nothing, no failure, can change that. We all have a story, a past. And maybe we have some pretty big mistakes in our lives that just, they feel so heavy. We feel like we can't possibly be the mom, the wife, the believer that we want to be. Maybe we're fearful we will live out the mistakes of those before us. Maybe we feel like we've already failed and are failing and it is too late for redemption. 
Let me be the one to remind you, after you come to know the Lord, you begin again. Lamentations 3.23 says God's mercies are new every morning. Romans 6.22 says we are set free from sin. God wants to do a good work in you and through you, no matter what your past past looks like. Philippians 1.6, and this is New Living Translation, says, God who began the good, good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. My husband David actually was reading in Proverbs yesterday, and he shared Proverbs 24.16 with me. And I think this really applies to what just what we've been talking about today. And it says, The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Um, And just a few days ago, I was reading in Psalms and found this passage, which, y'all, I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture your way today, but there's just so much that speaks to God's grace. I have to. Like, I just, there's no way around it. I have to talk about it. Um, But this passage, it just, it lifts up my heart and really, it just truths to the, it truly speaks to the character of God. This is Psalm 25. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. How freeing is that? Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. I think of Peter when I think of grace. I love Peter because he was just, he was always so eager to do right by the Lord, and yet still found himself messing up, just like you and I. You know, he was the one who jumped from the boat to walk on the water to Jesus and then doubted and began to sink. And then during the Passover, John 13, when Jesus goes to wash the disciples' feet, Peter first said, was like, you're never going to wash my feet. And then Jesus was like, those who don't wash don't belong to me. And then he says, well, then wash all of me, Lord, not just my feet. And of course, Jesus was like, Peter, bro, I only need to wash your feet. And then in Matthew 16, when Jesus is talking of his death and resurrection, Peter forbids it. And Jesus literally calls Peter Satan and says, get behind me, Satan. I mean, imagine Jesus calling you Satan. And it goes on. Like Peter was the one that cut off a soldier's ear and then Jesus had to heal it. And then he denied Jesus three times right after saying, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Even after Jesus' ascension, after Christ rose from the dead and met with the disciples again, after Jesus asks Peter three times if he loves him and tells him to feed and care for his sheep, later, after all of that in Galatians 2, Paul rebukes Peter because Peter was being hypocritical. He would dine with the Gentiles, and then when certain Jews came around, he would separate himself from them. And yet, in all of this, Peter was the rock on which the church was built. Matthew 16, 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Despite all of his failures and all of the times he got it wrong, Peter chased after the Lord with a willing heart, and the Lord used him in mighty ways. And y'all, that is grace. That is God's grace. I don't care who you are or what you have done. If you have Jesus, you have new life and abundant life. You have unmerited favor with God. 
I would encourage you to walk in that new life, in that favor, in that freedom. When you fail, lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Turn to him. He is faithful. Thank you so much for joining me again on Learned Woman. I hope that today the Lord just refreshed your soul and reminded you of what he finished on the cross. If you have questions about knowing Jesus and walking in new life, please, please, please reach out. You can find The Learned Woman on Instagram at Learned Woman Podcast, or you can email me at learnedwoman at outlook.com. Have a great weekend, and let's learn together again soon.